Hello and welcome to MattCast, a podcast from the Department of Media and Communication at St. John Fisher College. I'm podcast producer and media and communications major at Vivenzio. We're on semester break this week, but we're pleased to bring you a conversation recorded earlier in the semester when Katrina Bush, president of Roberts Communications, sat down with Dr. Lauren Vicker. Welcome to MattCast. I'm Lauren Vicker, and we're pleased to welcome Katrina Bush to the podcast. Katrina is president of Roberts Communications, and as one of our alumni, she has done an awful lot. So welcome, and thank you for joining us today. Great, Lauren. Uh, Thanks for having me. So I wonder if you could take us back to your experience as a student at Fisher. Could you tell us a little bit about what Fisher was like and what you were like as a student in terms of some of the things you were doing? Absolutely. You know, my Fisher experience, as I look back at it now, I was a 95 grad, was fantastic. You know, I think that the experience itself, it was a, a smaller school, which was which was great for me. You know, there was other schools that I looked at, like Syracuse or some much larger schools. And I wanted to be just far away from my parents where I could still go home and do laundry, but also I could live on campus and have that whole experience. And I was able to do all of that at Fisher. You know, freshman year, I met some awesome friends that I still stay in contact with. Which is which is pretty amazing, even more so than high school friends, which is cool, you know. And um, you know, I stayed here all four years. I was a communications and journalism major at that point with a minor in marketing. And uh, my experience overall now that I'm in the career world, I bump into Fisher grads all the time. And it's so great to see friendly faces and also people saying, hey, I'm a Fisher grad too. And whether it's potential clients or people we're looking to hire, it's really great to know we have such a tight-knit community here, but also around the country. Yeah. And were you involved in any campus activities while you were here at Fisher? I did a little bit of the Cardinal News mm-hmm. when I was here. Um, also, I did some intramural sports. And um, I also enjoyed having fun with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> did you intern while you were I did. And the intern experience was fantastic. So my senior year, I did two internships. I first interned at Post Central, which is now uh, renamed to Content Central, but basically they're a post-production house for all video and media type formats. And that was great because I was able to do everything. And by do everything, it was get pop for clients who are in <laughs> and also sit in on editing sessions. So it really was a full experience I was able to, to have. And then my second internship was at the American Camp society. And what was great about that is because a nonprofit, I was able to do everything again, everything yeah. from PR to events management to income development. And that one turned out so well, I actually was hired before I was uh, graduating. So that oh. being at the end of my senior year, uh, right around graduation day, they gave me an offer to come on board full time. Wow, that's every intern's dream, it is. right? To be hired. <laughs> so, so you already knew what you were walking into then. After I did. And I knew the people. Yeah which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Now, what's interesting, though, is when I was deciding where I wanted to go, I always knew that I wanted to be with people. You know, think about that now, and it's kind of vague. You know, I could go in any (laughs) career to be around people. But I knew the communications and influence of people really interested me. So I actually always wanted to be in advertising. So my first career was not fully at an advertising agency, you know, in nonprofit, but I still was able to do, you know, a lot of the types of things you would do at an ad agency. But pretty much after my first year, I had a pretty big itch to say, I really want to work at an ad agency. Mm -hmm. So you went and looked for another job. I did. Mm -hmm. I did. 
did. Then I actually answered a blind ad that was posted in the DNC. Unfortunately, there were several at that time that I answered, many of them being um, multi-layer marketing companies, <laughs> not really advertising agencies, but you know, that's part of the interview experience. But then finally, there was one agency called Roberts Communications that called me back and left a message and said, yeah, you know, we're, we're looking for an account coordinator. Why don't you come in? But interesting time in my life at that point, I had just torn my ACL playing indoor soccer, so I was on crutches. Also, <laughs> around those times, smoking was still pretty prevalent. And I was coming from the American Cancer Society, still employed at the American Cancer Society, and several people who worked at the agency were smokers. So the day of my interview, I heard after the fact that they were all laughing, saying, well, look at this girl coming in on crutches, and she's going to make us quit smoking. What's that all about? <laughs> so it's a pretty funny story to think back on. Yeah, I will have to save that one for my interviewing class. <laughs> oh, so yes. uh, needless to say, was that the job that you got the first job you had at Roberts? Yes, mm -hmm. yes. So um, there was, it was a longer process than I thought, you know, because I'm like, well, they, they want to hire someone. So I interviewed and they should let me know tomorrow, right? Or, <laughs> or by Friday, at least. Well, it took a couple months, you know, oh. and that is, it's interesting at that point, because I hadn't, you know, I'd had one job, I'd never worked at an agency, I couldn't understand what was taking so long. Well, now that I'm the president of an agency, <laughs> I totally get why it took that long. You know, there's just so many other things going on. Mm -hmm. You have the need of the employee, but then you also have the needs of the clients and often that wins <laughs> so finally they did call back and they gave me an offer and I said absolutely and so I started at Roberts as an account coordinator and that was also you know a, a great move because it was you had to be the jack of all trades again because you're in a service business I was getting coffee and pop for clients. You know, that's that's kind of part of the roles of, of kind of what you do as an entry-level position. But at the same time, sitting in on those client meetings, hearing the input they were providing, sitting with the creative team and giving them input to create campaigns for our clients. So it was a really cool position to be in to kind of see everything, um, you know, at basically 23 years old, 22 years old. So you got a good sense, overall sense of the agency, and I assume you didn't stay in that position for too long? I didn't, I was yeah. I was very fortunate, and so uh, I was pretty much promoted every year. So I was willing to do anything. I was willing to put in the extra hours. I remember one time um, we were working on a pitch, and it was something where we had to print out the deck and get it to the CEO for him to review, and the printer broke, and you know all the stories you would imagine. And, and I drove to his house at 11.30 at night to drop it off because that's uh, what you had to do because he was leaving for the airport the next morning and there was no way he could leave without that deck. But those are the experiences that were able to shape me and make mm -hmm. me, I think, the leader I am today because I was able to experience those scenarios where you were the one delivering that paper so the CEO could go do the pitch. Right, right. Yeah. And of course, before you were able to just email things. Oh, or, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> so. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and so um, from there, I was on the account service side. So when you look at a creative agency, there's usually account service, creative, interactive, public relations, you know, so those are kind of the main areas. And so I was on the account service side. And within there, there's um, a lot of opportunities to grow. And each time you basically get more responsibility, a little bit more pay, and a lot more fun. You know, so um, the next move for me was what's called an assistant account executive, then an account executive, and then a senior account executive. So within four years, I was to a senior account executive. Wow. So every, every year with that promotion. And I was loving it. I was having a ton of fun. Uh, but then I got a call one day 
from one of my clients who was uh, at one organization and had left to go over to Kodak. And she said, you know, Katrina, I'm, I'm looking for someone to come over as a marketing manager here on the client side. Do you know anyone? <laughs> dead air. Uh, and I didn't know what to say. You know, this is the first time I'd actually been kind of pursued like that. And I said, well, let me think about it. <laughs> you know, because I wasn't sure if she was actually asking me or asking me for advice. And and then she said, well, really, I'm asking if you're interested in the role, Katrina. And and I said, well, I'm very interested in talking. You know, in, in that one did turn out that I actually did take the job. But I think that that's one thing, too. It's, it's good to always keep your options open. I don't recommend just jumping to jump. But I do recommend talking with people and meeting new people and seeing what other opportunities were out there. So that's kind of how I approached it. And then when I did, I thought, hey, this could be a really good opportunity for me. And so I did go client side over to Kodak. But the day that they had the going away party for me at Roberts, I said to multiple people, don't worry, I'll be back. Mm-hmm. And and I was, you, you know, and, and it's were. really, really was because I wanted the opportunity to see what the client side was like. It opened up whole new doors for me. It, it showed me a lot of the administration type of things that happen behind the scenes that as a young agency AE, you didn't understand why the client was taking so long or why they had so many changes. And now that I was the client, I was able to see a lot more. And was this at a time when Kodak was going through a lot of downsizing? No, actually, it's when they were pretty hopping still. So it it was nice. You know, I first started in in one group in the commercial and government systems, and then I went over to Kodak office. So I had the experience of kind of a smaller team and a big team. But what that gave me also, the big team, I realized that, you know what, for me, I'd much rather be the big fish in a small pond than that small fish that could really disappear. And I was feeling like that at Kodak. I felt that there was so much more I could offer. And I just wasn't having that opportunity to no one's fault. It's just because there were so many people, you know. So and I was kind of feeling that way, thinking it. And then one night I got a phone call from the CEO saying, hey, Katrina, are you interested in maybe coming back to Roberts? We're changing some things around. There might be an opportunity. And immediately I wanted to say, yes, yes, yes. But I had to play cool, right? Right. So (laughs) I said, well, let me think about it. And uh, we had a few conversations. But really, at the end of the day, that's what I wanted to do anyways. So I was at Kodak for about four years. And so then I went back. And that was... um, 11 years ago. So really very valuable because you'd had the nonprofit experience. You'd mm-hmm. already been to an agency. Then you were spent some time in corporate on the client side. Absolutely. So that was great. So you didn't come back as the president. At I that did point. not. I yeah. came back. <laughs> Although this is this is a great story. And, and actually, when um, I was named president, our current CEO, Bill Murtha, gave this story to the agency when they surprised everyone to say that I was being named president. When uh, Bill and I were having our last conversations about me coming back, I was sitting next to him and I said, you know, Bill, the reason I'm coming back as an account director, so that was the role that I was coming back as, I said, I want, I want to be clear that I'm coming back because, you know, one day I want to be president. Then he looked at me and he smirked. He said, well, you know, that role's currently filled because at that point he was president and CEO. (laughs) And and I said, I know, I'll give you a few years. (laughs) And so that, that was, I had actually forgotten that conversation and he brought it up and it just, it was so uh, heartwarming to remember that he even kind of stored that away in his little brain when I said that and and then I had that opportunity. Oh, so that's it's pretty that, awesome. Wow, that is. That's yeah. just kind of amazing. 
What what does the president actually do? Because, I mean, you've talked a little bit about what you did when you were an account coordinator and account executive, but what's the president do? I still get coffee and water for clients. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a service industry. And when clients come to us, they need to be... They need to feel like it's the best part of their day, that they're having fun, they're getting great ideas, they're around smart, energetic people. And so it's it's really that whole kit and caboodle. As Since I kind of grew up on the account service side, uh, I still have a lot of client relationships that's still very much part of my day-to-day. But as now that I'm president, before when I was a, a day-to-day client relationship, now I'm more helping our other account directors and other account teams in those higher level strategic conversations. So I'm at the table still for strategy meetings, even status meetings, because I don't ever want to be too far away from the client because then I'll lose sight of our whole purpose, right? So our whole purpose is the client and the work that we do for them. So, but also now with the presidency, there's the addition of some operational activities, employee engagement. So ensuring that training, that everyone's getting the training so that they can pursue more inside of their career at Roberts. So that's something that I've taken on and really focused on that. I have training development plans for every employee where they're able to do a survey to say what they're interested in. And then we take a look at what's out there in the marketplace. And that's everything from buying them some books to we have three people out in Las Vegas right now at Event Tech. (laughs) And they're having a blast, let me tell you. (laughs) I told them to bet it on black. But yeah, so it's, it's nice that we're able to have that ability to give back to our employees because that's the other thing about an agency. The product you sell is your people's brains. So they have to be the smartest. Right. You know, and yeah. so that's really important to me. So yeah. And are you still using those writing skills that you developed? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> no question, no question. Now, and and it's certainly the type of writing has evolved. You know, as social media and short form content has come to play. Regardless, the basic sentence structure and how to get a clear point across has not changed. You know, so that's that's really important to me. From even though I'm not a creative copywriter, I write emails all day. I write strategy decks all day. I write statement of works all day. So all of those are words and they have to be clearly communicated. So clients say, yes, I want that. Absolutely. And we know you're a good proofreader as well. Yeah, I love proofreading. (laughs) That is a very important. Yeah, it's one of those, you know, you go you go to a restaurant and you're staring at the menu and you're like, oh my gosh, look at that. And then you can't unsee it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So we know that you've Roberts has a pretty robust internship program. We've got a couple of We have three over right now at our place. Which we're very excited about. Did you have any hand in creating that? The part that I'm involved in is mostly the summer interns because those are full-time paid and, um, you know, our other part-time are paid, but they're they're not obviously the full-time aspect. And because of that, they still get a very rich experience and they're in client meetings, they're part of our internal meetings, so they kind of get an understanding of how we work. We make sure that they also have interviews with everyone on the executive team. Um, I actually have a couple coming up, you know, where they're like, I want to sit down and talk with you. I'm like, absolutely. I My biggest thing too, and I think to be in this industry, you have to be so open to meet everyone and talk to everyone. You know, that's exactly what it is. Like if, if people reach out and say, hey, can I buy you coffee? Yes. Because, you know, it's it's all about the networks and the people that you know, because you never know someday I might need that person. Right. You know, right. so um, but then from from the rest of the internship program, I'm 
heavily involved in the project that they do. So I help decide with our internship coordinator what project they should focus on. This past summer was a neat one where what their project was, was pulling together a database of all of our past interns over as many years as they could go back because we didn't really keep an awesome one <laughs> and go as back as many years as they could go back and then put on an event and invite them to it so they could come see Roberts because they had been away for some time. We, we had interns come that had interned with us 10 years ago. Oh, and they God. and then groups that had interned, you know, at the same time, and they reconnected, and and it was fantastic. It was fantastic. A little over a year and a half ago, um, our founder Walt Roberts actually passed away, and um, one way to commemorate him is we built a bar on the sixth floor. And so that bar has become a great place for us to welcome people. And, and it was a great event venue, you know, for the interns to come in and host them and thank them and see where they are today. Wow. And it's still all about the fun then. It is. Sure people are having fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you're talking to an intern or maybe interviewing them, what, what kind of things are you looking for other than the ability to talk to people? Right. So, they, you know, That's that important. is. Number one. Is. Yeah. You know, first impressions are so key and and it's how how did they walk into the room or how did they greet our receptionist how do they look what do they have with them you know so all of these things are happening before they even really have spoke a word when you think about Mm -hmm. it you know so and even the pre-communications to them coming in for the interview so all of those are actually part of the interview and you know then once we start talking it's the curiosity I love questions the people who don't have questions get a pretty big x you know because it's like that then you kind of feel they weren't really prepared and and there's no way I answered every question they had (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. so it's it's the curiosity having the questions asking about what the future is of the organization, because if they're really interested in working for us, they should be interested in where we're going to go, you know. But then also specifics about how they answer a few questions. So there's some key questions that I always ask. A lot of them are, you know, tell me about the most difficult situation you were in and how you handled it. And I'm open to anything. This could be if you worked at Wegmans and you were a cashier and someone couldn't pay their bill or, you know, and, and also if you were any type of service industry, I love, love those people because they also have scenarios where they maybe dealt with a difficult situation or a difficult person. And I'm just always super curious to see how they handled that situation. Because in our line of business, every day is something difficult and you can't avoid that. And you you can't do the wrong thing either because you could lose business. Right. So we talk about behavioral event questions in Mm -hmm. interviewing. So it's good to hear that they are being used in the real world. And those are important. Do you check social media? I do. I do. Now, it's interesting. Um, I was I spoke on a panel a while back at my high school alma mater. And, you know, I had said, you know, and by the way, guys, when you're going for interviews, people do check your social media. And someone raised her hand. She's like, well, I don't use my real name, so you'll never find me. I said, well, that's not really true. <laughs> There's always a way. If I really want to, I can find you. <laughs> you know, so um, it's it's important to know that regardless of what social platform you're on, someone can find you. At the same time, I'm absolutely cool, and I hope I see you having fun. There's a limit, of course, of what I should expect to see, but, I mean, that's that's what it's all about. I mean, especially someone who's going to be hired into an agency environment, you're entertaining people a lot. You're, you should be able to have fun, but also be someone who presents themselves very well. 
Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you mentioned earlier that interviews and hiring sometimes takes longer than people expect. And that's because of so much, so many other things that are going on. Mm -hmm. Do you recommend, because I'm always trying to figure out what to advise students, like that they check in with you every so often just to see what the status is? Because I Mm -hmm. think sometimes they... They don't want to be bothers, but they would like to know if they're going to hear back. Yes, still in the still in the process. Yes, yeah. yes, and I I appreciate that question because they're um, actually so Glassdoor you might have heard of. There's uh, <laughs> we had a review recently of someone saying the interview process wasn't great because they never heard back from the person, and that really bums me out because that is not the experience I want people to have when they're interviewing at Roberts. You know, I want them even if they don't get the position, we might want them in the future. So I don't want them to feel bad about that. But yes, so I think. Think that ensuring that people are following up but without over following up a phone call with a message is nice hey Katrina just following up wanted to see where the status was and if you had any questions very mm-hmm. simple easy peasy you know I know you you still care and mm-hmm. and I will remember you you know because part of it too is you know depending on the position we could interview up to 10 people and so you have to stand out Right. Mm -hmm. So what's that memorable part of what you're going to do? And the standing out very much happens in the interview, but it also happens in the follow up. I personally love stationery and I love hard copy thank you letters. Absolutely. That is the number one thing. I actually had a client of mine who who said who she remembers when I was account coordinator. I just happened to send her a note just to tell her how much I appreciated working with her and she had helped me out with something. And she still has it. This was like 15 years ago. Wow. And she's like, because no one says send stuff like that you know there was no reason it was really just to say thanks so um i actually keep most of those letters of people who follow up saying thanks for the time for the interview and and all of them don't get the job but i think that makes it memorable for sure yeah absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. so we mentioned in the introduction that you have taken over the role of chair of the uh newly formed i guess it was about a year ago the media and communication alumni advisory board so what led you to accept that invitation from well you of course (laughs) Uh, well because i honestly though even getting the email from you to ask to be a part of that i had such a wonderful time at fisher and the fondness that i have for the people who come out of this school was the number one reason why I even wanted to talk with you, of course, about the opportunity. But then um, secondary is a bit more selfish one, is I plan to be in this business for at least another 20 years. So that means I need to see great talent coming out so I can hire them. So in order to have that happen, I want to make sure that great schools like Fisher have the right curriculum for where the students need to be when they graduate so we can hire them and be successful. And what do you see of the students coming out, um, the kinds of things that they need to have? The biggest thing right now is the ability to be nimble because things change so often and being okay with it and not stressing about it, but at the same time having quick, agile answers or solutions. So for example, you know, one of our newest hires is actually an alum from Fisher, Gina, and she's she's fantastic. She's soaking up everything that we throw at her, but she also asks really smart questions and she's not embarrassed by it, which is great. And, and I think that, you know, it's that ability to say, I don't know the answer. Can you teach me? Because I don't expect her to know everything, you know, but then also that ability to go with the flow. If we asked her to do these three things tomorrow morning, but tomorrow morning comes and there's three things that are way hotter that she has to work on, be okay with it Mm -hmm. and push everything else and figure out how to get it done. So it's that ability and, and I would call it nimbleness. 
Yeah. And yeah. what what do you think the, the actual role of the advisory board is, other than to advise? <laughs> to advise. Um, I think that we've put together a nice eclectic group of people that uh, represent many different roles in media and communications. So I think our job is to ensure that any possible career, a student coming out of Fisher in the media and communications group would have either has a network they can reach out to, but also feels that people in the industry are helping support what's going on in the classroom. So for example, the teachers, of course, that's their job. I mean, we're not taking the place of that, but we want to be able to bring to the table things that we're seeing in the marketplace that can help support even classes or curriculum that's happening. I remember in one of our meetings probably a couple times ago, I was talking specifically about the need for data analytics. It is so important for people to just understand the stories that data can tell us. And then you had said, yes, and we have a new course focused on that. And we're like, that's fantastic. Because those are the types of things that, you know, it wasn't part of the curriculum when I was here because it wasn't even a thing. But now it really is. And, And we will hire data analytics people people as a career, you know, right. so so those are the types of things. Is, and I think you also uh, and Jeremy being able to bounce off of us. Hey, we are thinking about this. Would it would it help if a if a graduating student had this in their bag? Would it be good? You know, so I think that's also the role our board can play as well. And do you see the board being accessible to Fisher students? Absolutely. You know, I think it's Fisher students. I think it's prospective students, right? You know, the the people who are looking to decide if Fisher is the right place for them. But then also once they've made that decision and they're here growing a network, you know, to make sure that when it's time and they have a career, they have people they can call on and and help Mm -hmm. them, you know, and that's what we're here for. And one of the things we probably should stress is even if We don't have a board member exactly in an area that a student's interested in. Somebody on the board knows somebody (laughs) who's doing that sort of thing. Absolutely. So that can really make a difference. Yeah. 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 I mean, everybody, I mean, we all know Kevin Bacon somehow, right? So everybody (laughs) knows everybody. So there's there's no question. And that this is a group that can help. No question. Mm -hmm. Great, great. Well, we have been very grateful that you have agreed to take that on. Yes. uh, I really want to thank you so much for coming in and talking to us today. It's been great to talk to you. Katrina Bush, thanks so much. Thank you. MacCast is a production of the Department of Media and Communication at St. John Fisher College. Listen to us on SoundCloud or subscribe to MacCast on iTunes and you won't miss an episode. Ed Vivenzio is our audio engineer. Jordan Proietti is our designer and promotes our podcast. Cecil Felton is executive producer. And I'm Lauren Vicker. Thanks for joining us on this episode.